Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Well, we are about to enter the most dangerous time of the year. We're overindulging on food and alcohol, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and the five days between them, the endless temptation of delicious holiday food can break the diet of even the most healthy eater, and holiday overeating can adversely affect our children as well. And it's so easy, isn't it, to call time out from our normal diet restrictions just for the holidays, as we put it. Furthermore, if you're dining out on Christmas or New Year's Day at someone else's house, you don't want to offend your hosts by turning food down. But come January 2nd, and I speak from experience, isn't it distressing to get on the scale and be faced with taking off 10 to 15 pounds of excess body fat that wasn't there on December 1st? And obesity isn't just about appearance. Excess weight can contribute to high blood pressure, heart attacks, strokes, and diabetes. So we need to keep our weight under control throughout the year. But here's some good news. My guest today, family physician and a physician and prolific author, Dr. Ed Dodge, M.D., is here to share some easy tips to enjoy holiday festivities without eating too much and falling off the wagon. And he'll also identify some food choices that will help you feel full without loading you up with fat and sodium. And here's Dr. Dodge's outstanding resume, the son of missionaries, he spent much of his childhood in Angola, Africa. He returned to the U.S. as a teenager and then graduated from Indiana University School of Medicine and earned a Master's of Public Health degree from Johns Hopkins. He served in the U.S. and Africa at various stages of his career as a college professor, a prison doctor, an emergency room physician, a public health director, and a family physician. And since retiring in 1996, Dr. Dodge has made numerous volunteer in mission trips to Zimbabwe and most recently co-founded with a colleague and organization, the Family Wellness Institute, to inspire and support healthy families. And Dr. Dodge is author of four books, the most recent one we'll talk about today, Family, a Family Doc's Memoir of Life in Africa and the U.S. And hello, Dr. Ed Dodge. Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Good morning, Roy. Thank you for that uh, comprehensive introduction. Uh, you really you really got it. <laughs> You've had a, quite a, quite a uh, varied lifestyle, I must say. It's almost different. Uh, yeah, I've had a, led a very interesting life, and I've really enjoyed it. Well, let's begin with the bad. Can you uh, begin by identifying a few of those foods we definitely should avoid or at least greatly limit our intake of over the holiday season? What are some of the baddies? 
Well, the problem foods are the ones that many people realize that the foods that are loaded with sugar, sugar is uh, uh, sugar drinks and sugar foods, sugary foods, are, uh, are they cause inflammation in the body that doesn't hit immediately. It hits down the road. But the inflammatory changes caused by sugar are ultimately responsible for much of our health problems in the U.S., so, so I should avoid cut down on the pecan pie. I guess you're saying. Yeah, that's right. Now I'm not saying that uh, you can't have a thin little slice of it, but I. But it's really don't go overboard. That's that's the big big uh, message. Uh, don't go overboard on those uh, those sweets. Eat. You know, the Thanksgiving table and the Christmas table usually have a a good amount of veggies and uh, healthy foods uh, that you can uh, fill up on. Uh, uh, potatoes, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes. I want to make sure there's not a lot of slow, they're not loaded with sugar. Uh, and uh, then the other food that is a problem uh, is that things with processed foods made with white flour, white flour and sugar, oh, and and along with the saturated fat makes a lot of our processed foods that are problems in our in our diet. Then pies and cakes and uh, uh, many things made with flour and sugar. What about the stuffing in your turkey? Can that be a problem too, or is that okay? <laughs> uh, that is likely to be a problem uh, because uh, the other it, 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 the stuffing is often made with a good bit of a saturated fat. Uh, I I'm personally uh, mostly vegetarian, but I don't say you have to be vegetarian. You can eat healthy meat, but it should not be farm raised meat, uh, uh, factory farm raised meat. Factory no. farm-raised meat and dairy are problematic. Uh, if you I know uh, you also had a, on your website, you had an article uh, about the dangers of cheese. <laughs> we, we shouldn't be eating much cheese, should we? Yeah, cheese is a, is a highly processed food. Uh, people don't stop to think about it, but it's, very, it's highly processed to make it into cheese. It's got loaded with sodium, and it's got a lot of uh, saturated fat in it. And uh, it's... Uh, it is a problem. Uh, Isn't it kind I, of addictive, like a narcotic? <laughs> it is. It is. It does. The, the taste of it, because of all of the uh, processing, is uh, is is addictive. Uh, definitely. Uh, there is a book uh, entitled "Avoid the Cheese Trap" um, yeah. uh, by uh, uh, Oh, I'm blocking on his name, uh, but. Uh, yeah, it's on uh, one of your website. On your website, you address that. Yeah, uh, and that book details a lot of the problems caused by cheese. Now, again, I for the holidays, I I think it's okay to have a little sprinkling of uh, Parmesan cheese on your oh. uh, in your soup or, or wherever, but uh, don't go overboard on cheese. Uh, that, that's the message there. Okay, can you please identify some healthy foods that will make us feel? Uh, full but are low in fat and sodium uh, what are some of the good things we should be eating over the holidays well uh, nuts and seeds uh, are uh, have healthy fats in them and they uh, they do uh, they're, they're great to have as snacks um, oh, uh, be careful that, uh, about having salt a lot of salted nuts though that you can build up your sodium too fast yeah. but uh, plain nuts are delicious uh, I have a handful of plain almond nuts uh, every morning, and it's great. Oh. I have walnuts in my cereal and walnuts uh, uh, on my salad, and uh, walnuts are a very healthy food. And again, uh, they're they're great. Then uh, 
you can eat uh, uh, a lot of organic fruits and veggies. And there's a lot of delicious uh, uh, organic fruits and veggies. Uh, uh, berries, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries. Uh, and then uh, vegetables like sweet potatoes. If they're not, uh, sweet potatoes are just good naturally if you bake them uh, without any added sugar whatsoever. The problem is that uh, many holiday uh, dishes with sweet potatoes have a lot of added sugar and fat. And yeah, so they, you need to be careful about that. And the candy yam. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and sweet potatoes are so delicious just on their own. Uh, yeah. yeah. So those are, uh, and then uh, eating. Uh, Whole grains like quinoa and uh, beans and lentils are all good. And you, there's many good, good dishes with beans and lentils in them. So okay. those are all great dishes. Well, let's talk about what we and our families should and shouldn't eat any time of the year. What the heck should we eat? <laughs> I know well, uh, you have an article on your website uh, called uh, about citing the book Food by Mark Hyman, M.D., and he talks about the pagan diet. <laughs> what is the pagan diet? That sounds interesting to me. Uh, that diet is one that uh, one of the reasons for its success is that it avoids a lot of processed foods. He says to avoid sugar and uh, and white flour and, and products. Mm-hmm. So it avoids a lot of uh, those foods. Uh, he does uh, uh, encourage more meat than I than I think is. Uh, is healthy, uh, uh, and that's the the paleo uh, were were thought to be hunter and eating a lot of meat, but they didn't eat meat and the quantities that we eat it today. They oh, if they had a if they had a kill, they'd feast for a couple of days, and then it yeah. might be two or three weeks before they'd have another kill. So well, that paleo was like your diet as a child in Africa was it? You only really have meat when. The- well, as a matter of fact, I did go buffalo hunting with my father, and we did have uh, we did have buffalo uh, meat uh, on uh, our table. Uh, well, probably uh, two or three times a month, uh, and uh, we uh, uh, shot uh, deer, uh, antelope, uh, also uh, occasionally. But uh, we also raised our own goats and the sheep, and so we'd have occasional uh, goat and sheep meat. But it was all naturally raised. None of this farm factory stuff that we have today. The farm factory meat is not healthy meat. No. Uh, Well, that raises a good question. If you wanted to have a little uh, meat or any food, how do we avoid this processed, industrial processed food? I know we can't go to our local supermarket. (laughs) <laughs> We're probably going to get everything processed. Uh, are there uh, most communities have outlets that sell uh, pasture-raised uh, meat only? And how do we find a place like that? How how do we locate a place to? Uh, well, buy if you live in a large enough city to have a Whole Foods uh, store, oh. Whole Foods has the the, the pasture-raised meats. But uh, as you suggest, there are some specialty grocery stores that uh, do. That, Give the choice of some pasture-raised meat. Uh, oh. Here in uh, San Antonio, we have a lot of HEB stores, uh, grocery yeah, stores, <laughs> and uh, they have a good organic section, and uh, most of them offer some, pasture, some pasture-raised meat. So make sure it says pasture-raised. Oh, 
Okay, uh, so you can find pasture-raised meat in your local, or probably in your local uh, grocery store. If you store. ask for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, and you get in the habit of where to go to find it, and uh, it would certainly... I know one thing that was uh, strange in that uh, pagan diet is uh, Dr. Hyman called it. He said, don't eat any grains like wheat and rice. What's wrong with eating <laughs> wheat and rice? And well, the problem rice. is the refined uh, wheat and rice, in my opinion. The, uh, the, if you eat brown rice occasionally, it's it's okay. And if you eat whole grain uh, wheat, uh, unless you have a, a problem with uh, uh, gluten, yeah. The whole grain wheat is okay. Uh, just don't go overboard on it. Uh, right. Now, I uh, I disagree with Dr. Hyman a little bit on that point because he says to avoid it entirely, and I think he's gone overboard on that. Yeah, I think uh, that's You say lots uh, of whole plant-based food, he tells us, is the most powerful healing drug we have. And so... Uh, you know, we're... people do not realize the uh, natural... Healing power in food. That most, in fact, most doctors don't realize it. Doctors are not well trained in nutrition uh, for the most part, and there is great healing power in food itself if you eat healthy foods. Then uh, the best example I can give of that is the anti-cancer diet, uh, which will will stop a number of kinds of cancer, and I can personally testify to that. Uh, I had bladder cancer diagnosed a year and a half ago, oh, wow. and uh, I have been on a strict anti-cancer diet, which includes lots of uh, veggies and fruit and greens and uh, the natural grains that we've talked about. I don't eat processed foods. Uh, I don't eat uh, uh, regular bread. I eat sprout sprouted bread. There's a, a bread called Ezekiel bread made oh. out of sprouts, and that, it's, it's good. Oh. And... Uh, I put hummus on it uh, and uh, walnuts on it. It makes a great sandwich. Uh, so uh, you can eat a diet that is a healthy diet and thrive on it. And the, the the good news is that on this diet, I became cancer-free uh, three months after uh, I started the diet. The, my, my urologist took a look at my bladder again, and he was stunned. There was not one sign of cancer left. Well, that's it, was, it disappeared that fast. Yeah, so where where would someone find the details of this diet? You just go on the Internet and look for the anti-cancer diet? or Well, there's a couple books that would be helpful. One is one by Dr. William Lee, and his, uh, or Lai, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. His last name is spelled L-I. Yeah. But he has been a researcher with Harvard University, connected with Harvard University for 40 years. Oh. And his book is titled Eat to beat disease. Uh, and uh, I recommend it highly. He did, re- over the last 40 years, he did research. He, what he did was he made Petri dishes, uh, cultures, with cancers, different kinds of cancers in the, in the, in the cultures. And then he dripped vegetable extracts, uh, different kinds of vegetable extracts, on these uh, Petri dishes. And he found out that certain vegetable extracts will stop cancer growth completely. Uh, and an example is... Uh, uh, bladder cancer that I talked about, the, yeah. uh, the foods, the cabbage family, just stopped that growth right in the petri dishes in the lab right off the bat. Huh. Uh, 
and the, those are foods that are cabbage and broccoli and uh, uh, Brussels sprouts uh, and uh, kale. So oh. those are great foods for fighting cancer. Another uh, book that is a, a, a real interesting book uh, is uh, Anti-Cancer Living by Dr. Cohen and uh, Allison Jeffries. And the reason it's interesting uh, well, they have they have a, a, a good advice about anti-cancer living, but they're from uh, uh, a can- the MD Anderson Cancer Center in uh, in Houston, yeah. and so right out of the MD Anderson Cancer Center comes this book about anti-cancer living, and so that is is worth worth reading. Yeah, well, uh, you emphasize the importance of both healthy food and lifestyle on your website. Can you highlight for us a few? simple lifestyle changes to reverse or undo the advance of most chronic diseases? Uh, yes. Uh, the I think the important lifestyle uh, things to do, uh, first of all, uh, eating a very healthy diet is, is crucial because food is so important for health. Uh, but then a regular exercise program, and it doesn't have to be a big. It doesn't have to be. Uh, you don't have to be a, a super marathoner to to get benefits from exercise. <laughs> Walk, <laughs> walking a mile or two a day is great exercise. Walking is uh, is is a low impact. It does not uh, bother your joints, um, and it's great uh, for muscle exercise. And it is beneficial for the heart and lungs. And so, walking one to two miles a day or more. Is is great. I really recommend that. Uh, if you live in a neighborhood with sidewalks that you can walk on, then you've got it made. Uh, all you have to do is a good pair of walking shoes. Uh, and watch out for the snow if you live in, in the ice. Oh, well, yes, that's, that's true. You don't want to go slipping on ice and snow. <laughs> and then uh, having a positive mindset uh, is very important. If you, you, know, if you go into uh, these... Uh, a healthy diet with a set with the idea oh this is going to be uh, a drag and, and, and bad you're yeah. not going to make it but if you go into the with a diet the idea that this is really going to help me live and enjoy my life uh, much more than any other way and you have a positive mindset that you're going to do it you'll do it <laughs> the yeah, positive know. mindset is very important I know you say that uh, you rediscovered the ancient uh, spiritual truth that all of us have innate God-given healing power inside if we don't sabotage it with negative thinking and unhealthy uh, habits. Can you give us some advice on how best we can overcome health problems and access this inner healing power? How do we reach that? Well, uh, one of the ways to do it is to be a member of a group uh, that is uh, is interested in in, in healthy living, oh. and it, it can be a church group, but it doesn't have to be a church group. It can be just a group that is of people that are interested in healthy living, a vegetarian club, or a, a healthy eating club. Uh, would if you join with others in the, in your effort, it makes a huge difference. Uh, once you, you get the support of other people uh, yeah, for what you're doing. And then you're, you feel responsible to others, and they feel responsible to you when you have a 
group. Exactly, exactly. You, you yeah, benefit well, from each other's uh, insights and support. Let's talk a bit about your 2018 book, Family, a Family Doc's Memoir of Life in Africa and the U.S. What, after so many years of medical service and three prior books, uh, what inspired you to write this personal memoir? Well, I'll tell you. Um, after I graduated from Hopkins back in 1967, that was a long time ago, uh, I went to Ethiopia with my family. My family was very young then. I had three children that were all under the age of seven. Oh. Um, and I'd worked two years in Ethiopia. I taught public health at the, at the College of Public Health in Gondar, Ethiopia. And I, th- th- at that time, the major diseases in Africa were the communicable diseases that we all recognize as tropical diseases, malaria and the tuberculosis, leprosy, yeah. uh, and uh, rheumatic, uh, uh, I'm sorry, relapsing fever, uh, and, food, and diseases like that. Then uh, I was uh, back in this country for, for uh, over 40 years in different uh, ways of practicing medicine. I was a public health physician, and then I was a family physician for over 20 years. And I saw the problems with our American diet, which is overloaded with the, with the highly processed foods, and saw the heart disease, the strokes, the high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, and things like that. And I was really struck by the difference. In Africa, if, uh, if people lived to adulthood back 50 years ago, they would, they would be healthy specimens. The problem was childhood mortality. But then after my, my career in the States, I went back to Africa and Zimbabwe, to teach at the Africa University for five years. And the difference in Africa is that American diet has started to have an impact in Africa. The fast food industry has hit the cities in Africa in a big way. And so Africans are starting to feel that the diseases that we we fight in the United States, high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, uh, obesity, And so I, it makes it stark. They're very clear. Fifty years ago, I didn't see those diseases in Africa. And today, they're, they're running rampant because the American diet primarily has, has hit, hit Africa in a big way. Well, how did you come up with the title Family when the book is a memoir about your uh, life? Because family is so important. Uh, my family... Uh, uh, I can't tell you how important my uh, my wife and my children are. My children are all adults now, and I have grandchildren that are adults. Oh. But we we just we love to get together. We, we're supportive of each other, and that, by the way, is helping in each of us to to live more healthfully too, because we're all we're all uh, interested in good health. So uh, I emphasize family because my family was important to me. And I and I detail this in the book how the family is so important. Good relationships with other people is another important part of healthy living, a healthy lifestyle. Well, if you don't have good relationships with other people, you've got problems. Uh, well, how do you and, intend to inspire your readers by this fascinating uh, memoir about yourself? What one thought would you like a reader to take away from your book? I guess it would have to do with families. <laughs> uh, uh, well, that uh, yes, uh, having a healthy family is so so important, uh, and uh, I, I you know I think the most important thing is to have a positive uh, positive attitude about life and a healthy living, uh, and 
to to understand that qualities of the spirit like love and uh, kindness and and uh, being uh, uh, friendly to others is uh, is very important to good health. So, where is the best place for our listeners to go to preview and purchase your book? Um, I have a website called The Power of Lifestyle. Yeah, that's a great website, by the way. It has all kinds of interesting articles, blogs, and a replay of radio interviews, and uh, talks about your books. <clears throat> ThePowerOfLifestyle.com. Is that the best place to go, then? That would be the best place to go, but you can also go to Amazon, and you can find my books on Amazon. Uh, yeah. I just uh, put Dr. Edward Dodge. And uh, they'll bring up my books, so you can yeah, get them on Amazon. on Amazon. No, that's uh, a good place to go. It's a fascinating book. I know that each chapter is a, about a chapter in your life and uh, contains all the good and the bad. <laughs> well, you know that uh, I am going to write a, a a booklet now about my experience with with bladder cancer, uh, oh. and it's. Uh, it will be coming out in the next uh, by in, in the next year uh, because I think it's important for people to understand that you can beat cancer by yeah. eating a very healthy food and living a healthy lifestyle. Yes, it certainly sounds like it. Well, to conclude, as we approach Christmas and New Year's holidays, I and I'm certain Dr. Ed Dodge as well went, uh, went to wish you a most joyous holiday season and a season that includes the joy of eating but I'm certain as you listen to Dr. Dodge's advice, you can substitute healthy yet tasty foods for the normal holiday staple foods high in sugar, fat, sodium, and cholesterol. And that way you and your family won't start off the new year with unwanted belly fat, potential health issues, and a guilty conscience. And thank you, Dr. Ned Ed Dodge. <laughs> Dead Hodge, Ed Dodge, for educating us and a most joyous holiday season to you and yours. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on your show, and I wish you and all our listeners a, a very blessed Christmas. Well, as this week's program debuts on the Internet, we have only two days away from Christmas, but the so-called holiday season, as defined by most, began back on Thanksgiving Day three and a half weeks ago. You feel like you're overwhelmed already, shopping for presents, cleaning your house for guests, decorating inside and out, putting up the Christmas tree, planning and buying food for Christmas dinner at your house, or perhaps packing bags for yourself and your kids in preparation for travel out of town to someone else's home. And if you're flying somewhere, worrying about the weather on your day of departure and exceedingly long lines through security checkpoints. And for so many of us, when did the season of joy start feeling like a marathon to be endured? So many obligations, expectations, and the expense. Well, the good news is you now have two days to pause, recover, and rediscover the Christmas, New Year's holiday happiness. And today we have someone here to help you reclaim the Christmas spirit. She's a personal growth author, teacher, and spiritual coach, Joffrey McClung. And regular listeners to our program may recall that Joffrey was a prior guest on our program almost a year ago on January 28th. 2019, 
And remember, you can go back and listen to prior programs anytime at your convenience from our program website. And Joffrey is here today to share five tips, or she said maybe six or seven, that will help you reclaim the holiday spirit. And here is Joffrey McClung's uh, remarkable background. She's an inspirational author, teacher, and blogger who effectively advocates the benefits of genuine self-love. She began her career as a theater actress in New York City and later produced and starred in off-Broadway productions and award-winning short films, but she uprooted her career and returned to Texas to help her mother deal with terminal cancer and then shared in a subsequent extended cancer battle with a dear lifelong friend and uh, sharing in these two cancer battles for a total of eight years encouraged Joffrey to focus inward to sustain strength and apply techniques used to assist the two sufferers to say goodbye and after their loss to heal emotionally. And these two experiences inspired Joffrey McClung to write her first book, How Learning to Say Goodbye Taught Me to Live, and she since has written a second book that we'll talk about today, her 2017 book, The Heart of the Matter. And hello, Joffrey. Welcome back to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. And before we get started, a most happy and glorious holiday season to you and yours. Oh, thank you so much for having me again. I love talking with you. And happy holidays to you and everyone who's listening to you. May it be a joyous holiday. Yeah. Well, let's plunge right into it. Please share the five tips that you and uh, that will help our listeners reclaim the holiday spirit. It's so easy to uh, be, <laughs> wait for it to be over. <laughs> oh, I know. You know, they were doing statistics recently about there were 69% of people were stressed by feeling they had the lack of time and they had the lack of money. And 51% are stressed about the pressure to give or to give gifts. Those two numbers really are, um, let us know that the holidays have really moved into more of a, a pain than the joy they're supposed to be, whether it's Thanksgiving or Hanukkah or Christmas or whatever holiday you're celebrating now. It really needs to be about joy. And that's what I'm hoping I can uh, bring to your audience a little bit, is a little bit of this joy. Now, the first uh, thing I... Think go about ahead. this ridiculous. Black Friday, where people are lined up even on Thanksgiving night now. A lot of the stores are open, and they're all there to get the best deals. <laughs> That's I know restful it. and peaceful. It's 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 become when I was a kid we didn't have Black Friday. Everybody no. was off on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Nobody went to work on Thanksgiving at eight o'clock at night. No. Uh really the cyber and the Black Fridays and all of this buy 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 has really pushed pushed us to more of a greedy instinct in a sense. <laughs> because we used to have the day off Thanksgiving. Yeah. Good Lord people. <laughs> okay. Well what are these uh five tips you have for us? Well, I would say, first of all, with the lack, feeling like you have the lack of time, you've got to be able to say no. Now, I know that's a funny thing to say during the holidays, but I know so many people who say yes to everything they're offered, every party they're offered, every dinner they're offered, they all say yes, and then they start to complain about it. I don't have time to go to this dinner. I don't have time to go to this party. You need to be able to say no to the things that really do not matter to you. It's not about people pleasing. It's about doing what matters to you. So you've got to be able to say no. 
That is a lovely idea. Maybe we'll do this after the holidays, but right now I cannot come to your party. But thank you for inviting me. You have to be able to say no and pick the things you want to do. There's some parties you do want to go to, and there's some you don't. You do not have to go to everything you're invited to, people. That's That's one way to add joy. Yeah. Okay, the second thing is we spend all this money on things. We're talking about Black Friday and Cyber Cyber uh, Monday and all these things. Get the best deal, get the best deal. Well, you know, some of the best gifts I got were things that were made for me. Scrapbook, a memory, uh, memory video was made. I remember um, I was, didn't have a lot of money in New York, and I found an old picture of my mother and father from, I guess, the early 50s, and I got it framed. They loved that that photo so much, much more than if I went and spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on things. In other words, make something. You don't have to spend it all on buying. (coughs) I'm so sorry. I have allergies. (coughs) So that's the other thing. You don't need to spend money. You can make gifts. Really buy a frame, do a memory video, or make a scrapbook. The other thing is you also can do activities instead of buying gifts. People worried about having money, you can go look at the windows down. If you have a downtown that has pretty windows with Christmas, you know, scenes and whatnot, go look at all the windows. Yeah. Another thing we did one. Look at the lights. That's what we. Look at the lights. That's another activity. Each person can pick something they want to do instead of receiving a gift. Maybe somebody wants to ice skate. Maybe you all go ice skating. Uh, Maybe you go look at windows. Maybe you look at the lights. But everybody can pick something to do. Versus spending all this money on, on phones that cost a thousand dollars, you can do something that you're really gonna remember later, and be much more joyful about. Frankly, yeah. The other thing I want to say about gifts is there was a time. I was older. I was in New York. My father had died, and my mother said, "What do you want for Christmas?" Well, I really didn't need a whole bunch of stuff for Christmas. So what I asked my mother to do was, I said, "Write me a letter." Write me a letter about what you think of me, your memories of me, what you think about me. I want to know what you're really feeling about me. And she wrote me a five-page letter. It obviously took a lot of time because she thought about when I was a child, things that made her laugh, how I had grown up. It touched me so deeply. So when she passed, I still have this letter. These things mean so much more than buying a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's a treasure that lasts so much longer than uh some new uh, toaster or whatever you might. Oh, I know it. Because I really wanted to know what she thought of me and what she, as a kid and as an adult, and it was so loving. Now, there's something else we can do. Let's say you're having, do you like to make dinner? Maybe you don't like to make dinner. Maybe making this big turkey dinner at Christmas is not particularly fun for you. Well, then have a potluck dinner. Have people bring dishes that are coming to the, you know, coming to your house. The other thing you can do is make reservations and go out to eat. You do not have to do what is seen on TV. You need to let go of your expectations. We're going to have all these people. We're going to have this big house. This woman's going to do all the cooking. It's going to be lovely. You don't have to do that. No. Again, some of my best times were when my parents came up to New York and we went out to eat at Christmas. We yeah. went to a hotel or to a restaurant. It was a lot more fun than me cooking for them, frankly. I don't, I, I don't mind it. cooking, but... You, my Jewish friends, have a tradition of eating out at Chinese restaurants on Christmas. 
Sunday. Well, in New York, Chinese restaurants are very full, let me tell you. Yeah. But the hotels, to every every town, unless you're in a very small town, every town has a hotel that has something going on. So if you really yeah. hate cooking, maybe it's time you mix things up and you don't cook this year. Maybe you do something a little different. Well, the let's bottom talk line about is, it, that and that uh, general area. Let's talk about a common phenomenon outdated or burdensome family traditions. What should you do oh, to yeah. abandon these traditions and move on to something more contemporary? And what if certain participants, most likely your parents, the kids, grandma and grandpa, insist that traditional routines be maintained? How do you abandon tradition when it really uh, is, will likely cause a dispute on Christmas Day? Well, in truth, there's going to be feuds anyway, people. When families get together, it tends to be feuds happening. Especially so you're going to have to politics this year. Oh yeah, exactly. So you're going to have to kind of make up your design. Okay, what's what? Remember what's essential. Yeah. Make a list of the, the traditions you love to do and the traditions you're tired of doing. If you make yeah. a list and then talk to your family and say, I want to shake it up. I remember the first year we opened Christmas presents. Again, we we were grown up. We opened them uh, Christmas Eve instead of Christmas morning. Nobody wanted to get up at 7 in the morning and open Christmas yeah. presents. So we switched it. Now, one person was a little kind of little pissed off about it. She got over it. And we all had a much more fun being able to sleep in. You do outgrow traditions. And even if grandma or grandpa say, oh, we want to do it the way we did it, we say next year when we're at your house, we'll do it that way. When we're at my let's try something different. So you can make it, you can change things up. You outgrow things. You just do. You may outgrow turkey dinner. You may outgrow doing Christmas presents in the morning. You may want to do them in the evening. Yeah. You may not give Christmas presents. You may you may decide to go away for the holidays. Yeah. You need to be able to let things go. You make a list of what matters to you, and really it's about who you're with, not what you're doing, but who you're with, and what doesn't matter. And you really talk to everybody and say, I want to switch some things around. There'll be one person who's pissed, but that person probably would be pissed anyway, frankly. So you just well, got to deal with that. son and daughter-in-law decided to change it for us. We always go down to Austin to see them every Christmas. But this year, they're going to Hawaii. So I guess we won't be going down to Austin. No, and I'm sure but, that's a little sad. But again, you guys can do something you want to do this year now. True. Here's a good you one. Know. Tell us uh, why the best gift you can give this season will make you feel like a million bucks but it won't cost you a dime. I'll bet practically all our listeners want to give this gift. What is it? It's about giving a gift to yourself, frankly. We all worry about what we're giving to everybody else. Are we spending enough money? Do we have enough gifts under, under the tree? Do I have all my friends covered? It's all about everybody else. But you tend to leave yourself out. Yeah. Uh, and I think you've got to put yourself on the list, whether that means you give yourself a day off during the holidays, saying, you know what, today's my day. I'm not doing anything for anybody, and that's okay. Everyone will survive. Whether you take yourself to a spa, whether you go to the gym, perhaps you're a gym person or like to take a walk, you need to give something to yourself. Maybe you take yourself to a movie by yourself. Yeah. My mother used to do that once and once. She goes, I'm going to the movies by myself. And she had such a good time doing that, getting away from us. Us, you know, arguing and fighting and doing all our things and taking a day to go to the movie that she wanted to go to. That's you got to put a good idea for a day between Christmas and New Year's. It often is kind of a dull day anyway. <laughs> oh, I think definitely. But you got to put yourself on the list. 
you know, yeah. whether it's maybe you want to read a book. Maybe you say, I'm off duty and I'm reading a book today. And that means you shut the door and you read that book that day. You got to put yourself on the list because if you're not loving to yourself, you're going to kind of resent being loving to everybody else, frankly. <laughs> yeah, you as one of your suggestions to reclaim your peace and happiness this holiday season, you recommend we let go of something. Can you suggest two or three uh, things our listeners might uh, change or let go of just to see how it feels? I know hosting dinner would be one that you mentioned. but uh... Oh, yeah. Hosting dinner is a big one. Again, if you love it, do it. If you don't, change it up. Yeah. Mix it up. Potluck or go out, to, go out to a restaurant. Another one you might let go of is maybe you don't want to have everybody over at your house. You know, there's a time that you, my mother was always the one who had everybody at her house, and she'd had enough. She had, and she goes, I've had enough. Yeah. You know, that's okay. Just say, I'm not, you know, I'm welcome to go to your house, but I'm not doing it at my house. That's okay. You can do that. You can let go of being in charge if that's what you want to do. Let go of being in charge. Yeah, my wife's thing- sister for years had four children, and she always had them all come to her house on Christmas, and she did a huge cooking task to get that all ready and uh, well she probably year, liked it well she did for a while but then it got too much and she just <laughs> quit doing it <laughs> well there is a point that what you did when you were younger is not as much fun when you're older because you want something different frankly yeah. it's like my mother when she was tired of it she'd had enough and i had moved to new york she was we're going to new york for the holidays we're not going to oh. do it at home anymore and so they didn't do it at home anymore which was fine with me because we we shifted it up and did it and did it in new york we went to the movies on christmas day in the morning when everybody else is opening their presents we went to the morning show okay. where we got our seats we got our popcorn you can make it whatever you want to do <laughs> It's about the essential of being who you want to be with and doing what you love to do, not doing something you're supposed to do. No, you're, or you're not done really all along. supposed to do anything. As far as no, you're not. And maybe like your, your son and daughter-in-law, maybe you want to go away one holiday. That's okay, too. That's okay, too. Well, one holiday we went on a Caribbean cruise and didn't see them, so I guess well, I think that's with. fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, last uh, January we talked about your outstanding book, The Heart of the Matter, and I'd like to uh, review it for our listeners again today. Uh, refresh our memories. What is the central premise of your book? The central premise is that we all need to expand our sense of self-love. We come into this world fully equipped with everything we need inside of us to return to that self-love. How you see yourself is how the world is going to see you as well. And instead of looking for your value or your worth or your feelings of being good enough outside of yourself through somebody else or through your job or through a relationship, you need to find that within yourself. And that's really the whole point of the book. It's, it is a workbook and guide oh. on finding your way back to self-love. You, you and it, tell it, us we can't think our ways into self-love. You have to uh, do the, the You're going to have to feel it. Yeah. You're going to have to get your mind and heart in sync. A lot of people think their way, and I used to do that in my 20s because that's what we do in our 20s. I was brave and had a lot of bravado, and I'm going to do this and all that. But when I checked in on my heart, my heart was in a different path. My heart was like, uh-huh. oh, I don't think I can get this. So you got to get your heart involved, and you got to get your mind involved. And you can find self-love because I did it, and I have nothing more than anybody else on this planet. Uh, it takes work. It takes energy. But each time you expand a little sense of your self-love, your life does open up and oh. become more joyous. And so that's the good news. Where should our listeners go to preview and purchase your book, The Heart of the Matter? 
Where's the best? Well, you can go to my website, joffreymcclung.com, or you can type in it's all about com. ITS all about com. That'll take you to my website. You can read some free excerpts and you can order it there as well. And you can check my blog out too. Yeah, no, your uh, website, joffreymcclung.com, has a whole bunch of uh, very interesting information and worthwhile inspirational. Inspirational to conclude in preparation for Christmas Day is nearly over and it's time to take a deep breath, settle down, and find the true meaning in this holiest of Christian holidays. Of course, if you're a Jewish, you're, you're talking about Hanukkah, or we may have uh, you know some other holiday for other religions. But uh, also, I want you to remain in a relaxed, peaceful state all the way from now through New Year's Day. And for most of us, there's nothing urgent facing us that can't wait until early January 2020. And I trust you will implement some of my guest Joffrey McClung's tips to reclaim the holiday spirit. Longer term, I believe it is highly important that you fall in love with yourself, perhaps all over again. And here again, we're not talking about vain, unrealistic, self-centered love where we take advantage of others to fulfill our own needs because anyone who tries this knows that it only leads to greater unhappiness, both for yourself and for those around you. And for the kind of realistically embracing love and confidence we all need, I highly recommend you preview and purchase Joffrey McClung's book, The Heart of the Matter, which you'll find is a comprehensive workbook, including all the tools you need to find and nurture self-love. And the book would be a great present for yourself or for someone you love, even should it arrive a couple of days after Christmas. It's a little late to order now and expect it to get there in two days. But it's also a great read for the week between Christmas and New Year's, and you can do a lot of work on it, too. It's not something you just read and put aside. And thanks to me and Joffrey McClung for joining us here today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. And you guys have a wonderful, joyful, relaxing holiday. And to all of our listeners, may you have the most blessed holiday season, uh, strengthening ties with friends and family from your community, and perhaps from some far away you see only once or twice a year. But don't uh, be uh, tied into old traditions you no longer enjoy. Just do it the way it feels good. And bye for now from middle age and be your best age. And thank you, Joffrey, for your sound advice on holiday happiness and spirit. Bye for now. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com. 